I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall be there, hear thereof and be glad. David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. David said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fear. If that didn't get you, he said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man. That, is there anybody here that trusts in him on this morning? If you made it through the snow and the sleet and the rain on last week, do you trust him this morning? If, if he woke you up with a reasonable point of health and strength, do you trust him this morning? Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Amen, amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. It is good to be in the house of the Lord again. Amen. Amen, amen. Good to be among in the land of the living. I want to thank God again just for his keeping presence that our God is a good and gracious God. The truth be told, none of us deserve to be here, even those who are with us virtually. But because of his grace and his mercy, he has allowed us just another day. And for that, we are thankful. So that we are not in front of you very long. If you will, turn to Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. And we'll begin our reading today at verse number one, Acts 6, verse number one, from the English Standard Version that I'll be reading today. Acts chapter 6, verse 1, the word of God reads thusly. Now, in these days when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Wherefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. That is the word of God for the people of God. If I were to label our lesson on this morning tag a title to this text it would simply be this answers to a growing problem answers to a growing problem 
many who are in the sound of my voice in the sanctuary and in many who are with us virtually, but some who are with us virtually don't remember. On last week, uh, it was last Sunday was like any other Sunday to me and uh, many of you, it was any other Sunday. I was actually at my home about to get dressed for church and I was getting dressed and we had all known in the metropolitan Atlanta area that weather was on the way, but when we were getting ready for church, the weather hadn't gotten here yet. And when the weather hadn't gotten here yet, um, I was getting ready and almost about to walk out into the garage to let the garage up and I got a phone call from our pastor. He said, Jake, I, I don't think you need to try to make it this morning because where we are already in Lilburn in the church area, it is already starting to rain and to sleet and to snow. The precipitation is already falling. When he told me that, I closed my books and Bibles and I sat back down and I turned the television on. And like many of us, we watched the television doing these storms and doing these weather broadcasts. They told us it was coming. And the, the men and the women who were broadcasting in Metro Atlanta seemed very excited because about 9.15, they said, there is snow in Atlanta. They showed the many areas of Metro Atlanta. They showed up near the stadium where the Braves played, and they showed snow falling. But like you and I know, many times they always go out to the airport, Hartsfield-Jackson Airport, and they show what's going on there. And it was so thick, y'all, that it was gray weather, and you could see the precipitation falling, and it was so thick that you could barely see out onto the airfield. But then as I was looking at that, I saw something very peculiar. Saw something very peculiar. In the midst of all this weather going on, in the midst of the sleet and the rain falling, I saw a plane taking off. And I thought this was very peculiar. And the Spirit of God spoke to my spirit. And I can only imagine that the pilot of that plane was an experienced pilot because he knew that all I got, I, if I can get, I can actually get through that storm because I have enough power in this vehicle to get through the storm. But if I keep going through it, eventually I'll get high enough where I'll be over the storm. I'm just trying to help somebody this morning to let you know that regardless of what is going on in your life, regardless of how many storms are coming your way, God has given us power to not only ride through the the storm but eventually to get over the storm and get to a place where the storm will not harm us it is a growing problem but we got the power to get over the problem we live right now in a world y'all you and I both know we live in a world where there is a growing problem and in many ways the church has suffered because of the growing problem but I want to tell you something this morning this ain't the first time in world history that the church has been faced with a problem and sure enough it probably won't be the last time so I need to help us this morning to let you know that we can actually face our problems because we got somebody on our side who can get us through every hill, every valley, every problem that we have. That, that, that's where we are right now. The, the church in Acts is a new church. It is, strangely enough, 
even though things are going on in our text, it is still a growing church. I, I thought I might have somebody shout right there. Even when you have problems in your life, thank God for the areas of growth that he's still able to give you. Don't y'all miss the text. In Acts chapter 1, it said, in those days while the church was increasing, a problem arose. There was a problem. The problem was simply this. The problem arose because there was a distribution of things and needs daily. And there was a group within the church who was not having these needs met. And they needed to have the needs met. And I've come to let you know this morning that don't get over or don't worry about our crisis situations, that God is a God, that sometimes crises is the canvas for our creator to work. Ah, somebody, I thought somebody might be with me. If you don't believe me, come over to Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. Is there anybody here that's ever been in a dark situation? Anybody been here in a formless situation? I'm trying to tell you that God still has control over the chaos and the darkness that is in front of us don't worry about it God will create something new in the midst of the chaos that's what he did in Genesis that it said when there was darkness the spirit hovered over the face of the deep in other words, God tried to let us know it might be chaos right now, but I'm in control of it all. Is there anybody here that knows COVID has something us in a place, but don't you know that the God who created all of us and this world is hovering over and he said, I will make something new in this era and in this time. That, that, that it is the canvas for God's creative ability. Watch what happens here in the text. Strangely enough, the church is dealing with this problem, but then the leadership understands that we can deal with this problem because the God we serve has equipped us to be able to deal with this problem. So this problem, I wanna help somebody, this problem is a, at least a twofold problem. It is a problem of not only time but also culture we live in a in a time now where in the past several years many folk in the church particularly of certain generations are falling away from the church in grotesque numbers and if you're anybody like me you're kind of worried about these younger generations that they're no longer in church but uh there is a solution in the word of god because even in the time of this particular text there were still issues with culture and with tradition did you see there were two types of people in the text there were hellenists and there were Hebrews. Uh, in other words, there were those who had been in church a long time. And those that had been in church 
just a few years. There, there were those who knew the traditional church. There were those who knew what was going on all their lives. But then there were folk in the church who were newcomers to the church. And the problem was the church had been established for so long, they just simply overlooked the newcomers. I'm trying to help somebody that we need to understand that we have a group of folk in our church, both virtually and with us now, that can be a help to us, but we can't overlook them. They got overlooked. Can you imagine the Hebrew widows? Probably a little older, probably a little wiser. And then you had the Hellenist widows, probably a little younger. The skirt was probably a little shorter. And they overlooked them because they didn't dress like those of the older crowd. Is there anybody here that knew them? They actually probably didn't talk like the older crowd. I'm trying to help somebody. We got our help out there, but we can't look over them. The God can actually answer prayer in the midst of the chaos. Uh, watch what happens when this problem comes up and watch how the church at large handles a problem of time and culture. Uh, what they, they, the, the disciples or the, uh, the 12 says, they summon, watch this y'all, don't miss it. They summon the full number of the congregation. Uh, the, the, the thing that we really need to do in the church today is we need to seek the charisma of the congregation. That, that, that there are those in and among us who can give us help, but we need to seek them out and understand that you can help us too. The full number of disciples, uh, men, women, boys, and girls were all called, but they weren't called to just to give their opinion over the situation. God gave them through the apostles. He gave them parameters which to go by. He said, they said this, find men that are of a good reputation, that are full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. In other words, even though we want the crowd to be involved, there's still rules that we have to go by to do, to do, the, do, the, do the things of God the right way. So he says, bring them. And it says the crowd, and imagine this, can't you imagine there were those there who had probably never had their voice heard and now they're able to give their voice to what the leadership of the church was doing. I wish I wish I had some witnesses in. There are times in the church that we may do things that are unorthodox. Strangely enough, in the time of the apostles, this would have been very unorthodox for the leadership to call the whole church together, say we got a problem, but what we're going to do is we're going to have the congregation help us fix the problem so they brought everybody together and they said find men of good repute find somebody who's got a good reputation among the people but not only do they have a good reputation they need to be full of something they need to be full of the spirit and wisdom and I, this ain't in the sermon, but I wanted to give it to you, no charge anyway. I wondered something, they, they probably found people full of the Spirit because those kind of people tend to empty themselves in serving other folk. <laughs> is there anybody here that is full of the Spirit waiting to empty yourself out every day? 
strangely enough, the indwelling power of the Spirit, Paul eventually tells us in Ephesians 5, don't get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And then the strange thing after that, that's 5 and 18. After that, he talks about relationships. Is there anybody here knows that your relationship won't work unless you are full of the Spirit? Because God has given it to you to empty yourself out on your sisters and your brothers. Empty yourself out on the congregation so that they can be fed. This was a daily distribution, y'all. Mainly, it probably was food that they were missing. And don't you know that when you're full of the Spirit and ministry is not only to fill the soul, but it's to, not only to fill the stomach, but to fill the soul. That ministry ain't only with the, with the head, but it's also with the hands. That ministry ain't only with the hands, but it's with the heart. That, 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 that they call the full number of disciples. And strangely enough, the apostles said, do this because it ain't our job to serve tables. That, that, that the leadership called on the laity because it says it ain't our job to serve tables. Every time I read that text, I wonder just like many of you, did they think that they were above serving tables? And if you're like me, the truth of the matter is they were not above serving tables, but God needed somebody who would keep praying and keep preaching. They really is not the church. If you're just serving somebody and giving a warm meal to somebody who needs it, but there needs to be some prayer and there needs to be some preaching. I thought I might have a few folk with me this morning that there needs to be prayer and preaching with the service that comes that fills the belly. The apostle said that it's our job to minister prayer and the word. In other words, I want to I I give you a news flash this morning. If you're in the body of Christ, you are a minister. I know you don't have a long black robe on. I know you don't have titles behind your name. But is there anybody here that knows if you're part of the full congregation, you are a minister. And we need your help to help us minister to the world. Is there anybody here that knows the world needs our help? needs our help so the problem is now at a point where people have chosen the men disciples and the apostles have actually said that that they now have taken these men and they were able to lay hands on them for the ministry of service to those who were neglected remember the church is in the midst of a crisis. There were those in the body of Christ who were not able to get what they needed, but then the apostles, the leadership called on the laity, and now they have solved the problem. And I wish somebody here heard me that when you do things 
that God needs you to do to help grow the body. God has a way of making the congregation that is in front of us a countless congregation. And I'm almost in my seat, y'all, that, that don't miss it, that they had an issue. There was a growing problem. But because they had the power of the Spirit with them, they were able to get to the root of the problem. Strangely enough, the men that they chose, y'all, were all of a section of men that were probably the same issue or, or of the same uh, Hellenist background that these women who were missing the distribution. I love that the, the solution is exactly where the problem was. That, that when there's an issue in the church, find those with the gifts to be able to help those where the problem exactly is. Y'all missing it? That, 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 that we are in a time where we need more help online. We are in a time where we need more professionalism, how we broadcast, because we're not going to have the crowd in the church like we had before. But is there anybody here that knows there is some of the congregation out there that can help us in here? But we got to find those who have the gifts to be able to minister right where the needs are. And that's what they did. These seven men were Greek-speaking men, and they say, yeah, we know these young mothers. They, they don't talk the same way as our traditional mothers, our older mothers. They don't look the same as our older mothers, but they still are a part of our body, and we got the needs in us where we can help them. And watch what happens. If you go on down to verse 7, it says... Don't miss it. The apostle said that we can't leave prayer and the ministry of word to serve tables. And it says in verse 7, and the word of God continued to increase. But don't miss it. Where their souls were filled, also the number of disciples Strangely enough, in the English Standard Version, it says it like this, they multiplied. I wish I had some folk, but maybe I could help you with this. That I'm not a mathematician, y'all. I, I wish I had a better mind on math. Uh, I, I've been through a little bit of school, and I remember some math. I, I do remember algebra. I, I do remember trigonometry. I do remember calculus. Now, I'm not saying I can do it. I'm just simply saying I can remember it. But one thing I do know about algebra, one thing I do know about trigonometry, one thing I do know about calculus is that you can't do none of that stuff without arithmetic. That, 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 that in Acts chapter 1, it said the church was being added to. In Acts chapter 2, it said the church was being added to. In Acts chapter 3, it said the church was being added to. In Acts chapter 4, it said the church was being added to. In Acts chapter 5, it said the church was being added to. And don't you know, if you add long enough, 
God will take that addition and start multiplying. Is there anybody here that understands God can multiply us right where we are? It says that the, that the disciples multiply. In other words, the number that was increasing in the beginning was now increasing all the more. I wish I had some time to deal with that, but it ain't time. I just want to let you know that if you keep praying, that if you keep trusting, don't look at the pandemic. It ain't a problem that we ain't got an answer to. The problem is all over the church. Is there anybody here that knows that we can still grow the church? I can hear Hezekiah Walker say it like this, that, that I need you. You need me. That we are all a part of God's body. Stand with me and agree with me that we are all a part of God's body. That it is his will that every need shall be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. I know it ain't time, but look at your neighbor and just simply mouth to them. I need you and you need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me and agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is his will that every need should be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. If that neighbor ain't helping you, look at your other neighbor and say, I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me and agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is his will that every need, every sickness, every trouble, every situation, every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you. I need you. He needs you to survive. God will help us survive. God will help us make it. Because one day he died. He died till death died. He died till the earth reeled and rocked. He died till the sun refused to shine. But I'm so glad that the God that died didn't stay dead. But early Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, he got up all power power to get every need all power power to help you in your situation that i need you i need you to survive that, that we live in a world that's in problems and we got a big problem that is facing us but there's answers to this problem I know we've never seen it before but I hear the echoes of our ancestors that didn't have cars they didn't have money but they had a faith in God that they all they did sometimes was go down to the riverbank and, and worship him. And it let them know that 
the God who got us through that chaos, he going to deliver us again. And God is there to help us survive. If you will, the praise team, y'all help me sing this. That's right. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Disagree with us. a need. If you got a need, he'll Stand on your feet. Sing that again. That if you don't know Jesus Christ in the free pardon of your sin, you can come give your life. Give your life to him. That, it, that if you feel like you're alone and you need somebody, we're here. I pray for you. Say that. Say that. For you. That's it. You pray for me. I love you. I need you too, sir. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. Come on, somebody. I need Let me go and say, I pray for you. I pray for you. you. 
crisis situation but you you are God that can handle crisis that Lord give us the charisma of our congregation give us our elders give us our baby boomers give us our gen Xers give us our millennials give us our gen Zers everybody in the body we need your help because you're important to not only him but us and Lord we pray that those that are there that under the sound of our voices hear us because we call on the full congregation to keep ministry going to keep service going that those out there there are people who have needs and their needs need to be met and we need your help to help those needs If you don't know Jesus, you can give your life and he'll feel the very void in your life that is. That if you're in the body and you feel like you're all alone, I'm trying to let you know that you got all kinds of folk around you who have the gifts to help you make it through your situation. And Lord, when you give us the answer and the word of God keeps going forth and you increase us to countless congregational communities we'll give you the praise we'll give you the honor that is due your name in the matchless and mighty name of Jesus we pray amen amen you are him you may be seated Give God praise, give God praise, give God praise. Give God praise, give Him praise and glory. That uh, it's not a crisis that He can't handle, amen? It's not a situation that, that God even hears your voice behind the mask. That He knows the very meditations of a heart. We ask that you continue to pray, not only for the local church, but for the church universal. That I'm not afraid that the church is going anywhere. I just understand that God has the help already there for us to make it through this time together. I want to give God praise again for today. Give God praise for his word. Thank him for all who are here. Thank you. Thank God. Give God praise for those who, but week by week in the body, are here helping and doing everything they can to our audio video, video ministry, to our praise team, to our musicians, to our ushers, and even to the facility staff. Amen. Don't forget about those who are still here when you're at home with your feet up. <laughs> and they're cleaning up behind you. So thank God for them. Thank God for all of you. Thank God again for our pastor. Thank God again for our first lady. Give God praise for them. Uh, 
I, I was able to give Pastor Haynes a break today. Amen. Amen. A break today. He's not as young as he was yesterday. Amen. I just want to give you our praise. I want also to, for us to continue praying for those in our family that are dealing with not only sickness, but with bereavement. Um, I don't stand amazed anymore, but I'm encouraged. Um, Sister Melissa Brooks yesterday memorialized her father. And today is worshiping the God who gave her that father. Amen. So I'm encouraged to know that there are answers to our problems. And oftentimes it's in our praise. Is there anybody here that knows sometimes when you've cried long enough, you got to lift your hands unto the hills from which cometh your help. Because all our help comes from the Lord who is the maker of the heavens and the earth. He'll work it out. He'll work it out. There's still going to be moments, but he'll work it out. Still going to be darkness, but he'll work it out. I declare, I thank God for it. Uh, I, I don't have any announcements. Stand on your feet. I hope I'm not missing anything. Are there any announcements to any of the staff? No announcements this week. I want to thank God for all of you. Thank God for each member who has taken up their time to come into the house of worship but also I want to thank God for those who have gathered with us virtually um, God has done some amazing things in this time of pandemic y'all that we've been able to pay off things and do more ministry in the heart of the pandemic you know why because we had the power to fly right into the storm and now God has us over the storm and he's able to do things. So I want to thank God for that. Um, let's go home, sir. May God May he be with you, God, may he be with you, may God be with you, until we meet, that's right, that's right, again, may God.
And the people of God said, www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on cash app at dollar sign the church with zeal via the givelify app by mail to salem missionary baptist church p.o box 817 lilburn georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.